Welcome to the Chaser episode of the Tall Tale Tavern Halloween episode, the Monster Bash. Welcome to the Tavern Bar. It's just me and Scott here, bellied up. Come on, take a seat and sit next to us to, so we could talk about the Chaser. This is such a weird way to introduce. I, this. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> why I just you threw in this. No, no, no. We're I'm gonna restarting. Leave. No, no I'm gonna sucks. leave it. You can restart it, but I'm gonna keep <laughs> this first part in. So let's no. do it. Go ahead and restart it. <laughs> Welcome to the Chaser episode of the Tall Tale Tavern. My name is Kyle, and I am here with Scott. Yeah, and, and it's our Halloween one. Come take a seat next to us at the tavern so we can chase our adventure. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. Boom. Hey. Hi, hi Kyle. Hi. This is good. Uh, I was fitting that before we started recording, I was thinking, are these the worst episodes in any podcast feed ever? The least structured, always, always a clusterfuck thing. And yeah, they are. So we're just establishing it right away. It's yeah, it's um, you're right. It is actually the worst. But there may be my favorite episodes of the podcast already. It it is fun to just sit down, no plans, no... No qualms of any no 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 uh no, a, nothing, no real agenda really. just you no know agenda yeah. just sit here I'm sipping some hot apple cider Ooh. some uh some some uh homemade apple cider actually that's now a few weeks old and I'm kind of scared that it's uh <laughs> it's fine you know I didn't pasteurize it or anything when I made it so who knows what could be growing in this I mean, but yeah well, it, I, I think mean, it's fine I didn't. I mean, I didn't even know you were like a pastor of any sort, so I don't know how you could have pasteurized <laughs> it. Well, I am a, uh, as you well know, I am a uh, uh, time lord with the Universal Life Church. Of course. Of I, course. Do, I do well know that. <laughs> but a time um, lord can't pasteurize. You can time lordize things? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I can past, past instead of future, past oh, your eyes. I like that, Kyle. And this entire episode dedicated to talking about the past and an adventure that was set in the past so it really all comes sure was yeah the monster bash yeah that was was a fun that was a uh, a fun one an interesting one to craft i tell you that was uh just i had a lot of fun it was halloween spectacular episode (laughs) you know just yeah i do know i was part of it i agree it was a fun one in a halloween spectacular uh Probably much more so for you, I guess, things being substantially different. I don't know. Harder, like for me, I just had to make a character, like a basic human character and pick a monster, right? But you had to, I guess, come up with a whole different way to do an adventure for at least a big chunk of it. Yeah, it was, okay, let's, the whole idea was like, oh, for Halloween, we should do an adventure where the players get to play as as monsters, as like monster stat blocks. And we were like brainstorming different ways of doing that. It was like, okay, let's make it really, uh, really Halloween themed. Right. And I was yeah. like, well, and, and then eventually at some point it came up like, Oh, what if this took place on earth? And then that just opened up like a thousand different possibilities and fun, fun, uh, Easter eggs and whatnot to put in there. Um, but yeah, in the beginning I was, uh, trying to figure out, you know, balancing in D and D is interesting on its own. There's like CR calculators and they're just famously they're They're not great at actually balancing. Like it's just really hard to balance encounters. Um, 
And so what, what happens when the players are just the, mo- the monsters and you are, they're fighting other monsters or are they f- fighting regular player characters? What does that look like? I ended up when I was coming, when I was trying to figure it out, I had posted on Reddit actually and said like, Hey, I'm running a monster themed Halloween thing where the players are monsters. Has anybody done this? Like any, any tips or tricks? And it was, uh, it was interesting to see the feedback on that initially where it was um, expect low damage from the monsters and like expect uh, uh, expect the players to get bored even like was one of the things like playing uh, as this the is, monsters. Yeah. And this yeah. is something that we learned in the first half, too, where after the, the first half, um, it was like uh, I think it's as 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 players, you you're used to having these huge like character sheets and all these different like abilities that you can do, especially if you're a spellcaster and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then a monster stat block is so simple where it's like tail attack or yeah. like you can do you your know, multi attack and you have a couple resistances end of like sheet. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, for your character, like, you know, fireballs and, and like that's it. So, and uh, for the wear tiger has a, you know, his bow and scimitar attacks. Um, and then it was like, okay, how do we, you know, still let you guys have a lot of fun with the characters? We ended up buffing a few things after the first episode. So yeah. that it was like, hey, here's some more options for your for your character so that you can have more fun with combat. Where, um, like from my side of things, from the DM side of things, use monster stat blocks all the time. And it's like relieving to have a very simple stat block to work with where I can be like, you know, quickly describe a monster slashing at something and then have that be my turn uh, versus like uh, a player character sheet where you're having yeah. to I think it, I think it makes sense. Abilities. And it was evident uh, in the last encounter against uh, the fighting against <laughs> Buffy yeah. that it's yes. much harder when you're the DM <laughs> to like be actively monitoring everybody else's turn and also thinking about like a really detailed three part like turn off of a character mm-hmm. sheet like you oh know? yeah i wrote out before the before the episode i wrote out her turns like <laughs> things that i could do and like have i have a, a full sheet that's like buffy's first turn because it was like she's a level 17 monk and a uh well, well she's a level 20 character 17 levels of monk three levels in ranger um so that i could get like hunter's mark it made a lot of sense that to that to be that for her as a, as a vampire hunter mm-hmm. and, um, uh, uh, and like, okay, cool. I'll start by using my hunter's mark on her and then I'll do a bunch of damage and all these other attacks that I do. And then it was just like, Oh, counter spell. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, well, that sucks. There goes some of that damage. Oops. And that and was then, one of the things that we added to my character sheet too. So I it did feel unfortunate that <laughs> Why we did put it let that you on? get counter spell. That's like, <laughs> it's like, let you have an ability that, <laughs> makes me have less fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then it was like, oh, so this is, so when she got like knocked prone and all these effects on her and scared and or, like feared or whatever, I was like, oh, this is why monster stat blocks have legendary resistances where they can just say, nope, they succeed on that role, you yeah. know, a few times. Um, cause it was, uh, I didn't expect that fight to go well for her, but also, um, thought maybe I would be able to, 
to do a little bit more with her than, than what happened. Than just her it's, just getting her ass beat on the ground, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And, or um, I, and, uh, but I wanted you guys to have the satisfaction of fighting a player character as a monster. I think that is a, a, a fun idea. Um, but yeah, in, in reality, it would have been nice to have Buffy actually be a threat. <laughs> for the final battle, but things can things go differently. She every didn't time, have her team, so. and if there's one thing we've learned throughout kind of uh, the run of Buffy is what really makes her strong as a slayer compared to previous slayers is that she has a team. She has a family that she can depend on, you know, to help her, whereas other slayers were lone fighters, and we see what happens when you fight alone against a bunch of monsters. That's, yep, it goes poorly. And um, uh, Mav asked, uh, had a send a few questions in for this one of and my favorite question he asked was uh, asked me to cover on the chaser episode was why did you deny scott one of his most ardent fan- fantasies by letting us beat buffy instead of having her absolutely stomp us into oblivion with a tpk mm-hmm. <laughs> and i thought that's a great idea <laughs> a great question I agree with that question because there were two when Buffy showed up, my the my two thoughts uh were excitement to see Buffy, obviously, but also that I wanted her to be on my side. I was like, I want to be Buffy's friend. I don't want to fight Buffy. And then uh <laughs> and then I was a little sad, honestly, that I wished that I could have been part of the process of making the Buffy character sheet, mostly just for the fun of getting to be part of making the Buffy character sheet for myself mm-hmm. you know i was, it was like oh man was he did this it was very fun part of it was trying to come up with what buffy would would be and um because it was like i started with a fighter and then i was like well no it's more like she's more like a monk you know like with her you know hand-to-hand combat and she all is stuff. yeah very and, focused and especially in the later season i feel like early seasons of buffy maybe would have been fighter though but uh but she is very trained and I can see where you're coming from with the monk. I almost I thought guess. Paladin too, but it like, cause she's got somewhat of an, I don't know if she actually has an oath or whatever, but, um, but yeah, that's there, there's, there was a lot of different options that you could do for her. Mm-hmm. And so, and we're going to do it again uh, every month. She's coming back. Yeah, Buffy she's is the villain. Buffy, Buffy as the villain. Uh, 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 yeah. As far as balancing the whole thing, um, just a uh, very strange to have it be flipped and have monsters fighting monsters. Um, and like, uh, uh, you know, you, you guys went up against some very powerful monsters, which were the, the second half of the, of the, of the monster bash fight, the second phase with mm-hmm. the giant skeleton and pumpkin and spider. And really, uh, Michael Jackson was supposed to be a part of that. Right. But <laughs> yes. like, Oh, uh, he got charmed by, <laughs> and Lynn was just like your ally and he was pretty powerful. Uh, um, yeah, I remember he, he, he hit really hard. Like, yeah. He was very useful. Like immediately, as soon as we got him, uh, it was, I could tell, like, once, as soon as we charmed him, yeah, it was, oh, this was not the one that Kyle would have preferred for us, I guess, to charm if he was trying to win, quote unquote, the encounter, you know, like the fight, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and it was, yeah, and, uh, and that, that was fun, because I also had, had Reptar in my back pocket on when Reptar was going to show up and then showcase what a, basically the CR-30 beast was like this like what like the stat block for this reptar was a when i i i created with a godzilla template that somebody had made on 
on D&D Beyond and just like all loaded with abilities, right? Like all those things could have fought it and just it would not yeah, have. Yeah, I think honestly of it. everything in it, uh, in uh, the Monster Bash, uh, the scariest concept in it is the thought of a little girl in a monster that powerful because she would have literally <laughs> right. destroyed the whole yes. city. Like I was so, I just kept thinking of our own like children if they had that power. Like, we'll be dead immediately. <laughs> like, are you Die. kidding me? <laughs> I mean the house the the house is already destroyed by them like yeah. when they're all playing together like <laughs> it already happens that way but it's so hard for a kid to is... resist like oh I've got a new thing like I'll just blast it like if if a kid had atomic breath they would blast it without thinking into another human right like <laughs> they right. would just consider oh now Dada is eviscerated he's gone <laughs> it's like, like Cammy so like Cammy is three and Cruz is is seven months and like I mean we literally had to teach her like. You can't walk up and like hit your brother in the face to <laughs> see if he has a reaction, like a little whap, you know, like like nothing. I don't think he ever cried from it, but like we're like you can't do that. That's not that's not something that you can do. And then like we had a teacher, you can't like go up and scare him, like boo, and like <laughs> just to get him to jump, like it's not something you can do with your little brother. I was uh, teaching her the wrong games last time I was over. I guess my bad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the reptar thing was, uh, was just fun to have that be part of, uh, it was a fun thing and for me to have in there and on D and D beyond it makes encounter, like you make an encounter or whatever, and it shows like easy, medium, hard or deadly. And with all of the monsters in there, including like you guys, mm-hmm. it didn't, I, I don't pick like teams on there. It just has players versus whatever, but yeah. you guys weren't players. You were monsters. So you were on that side of it. But the, uh, the total, like, like instead of deadly, it had like this parentheses thing that said this would kill Tiamat. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> like that, that is in there as a feature that DMD beyond will say uh, if you, ha- if it's like insanely powerful encounter, um, but uh, Mav had another question about the Reptar thing. Were there other characters that um, that could have become involved, more involved, if you had like interacted with them? Um, and because mm. uh, like uh, he had interacted with uh, with the Reptar, with giving her a, a, a piece of candy, candy. BR at some point, um, yeah. And yeah, I, I had created it with all these different like kids and things. And sometimes I don't know when you make this who like if anybody's going to bite and like really talk to somebody or make a bully out of somebody who's not really a bully, like, like Chaz, the football player didn't know if, if anybody, if something was going to happen with him or, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, uh, uh, I have these NPCs in the, in the game, like for instance, uh, Oh, uh, the Hannigan girl, the, uh, Ashley Hannigan, Ashley Hannigan, which was yeah. obviously, I chose the last name. It was clear. an homage yes. to Allison <laughs> and I even said Allison during the thing. And yeah, but, um, I was like, I wonder if she's going to like show up or if one of the, she's going to get like really impressed by one of the boys and like, and, uh, she was running around there as a black cat. That was one of the things um, oh. that I said in the episode, but that was, I didn't necessarily think anybody would actually catch that. I'd have to be really quick to be like, Oh, that black cat, that was probably Ashley. Cause she was dressed as a black cat, you know, but yeah, absolutely. Um, no way. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like things in there that when I create these 
when 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 I'm creating like scenarios, um, it's fu- it's fun to like think for a second. Okay, what the people could interact with these people, and maybe this might happen. But put it on the back burner and like know that it's probably not going to happen, right? But then I'm always surprised when playing D and D as a player and a character on what ends up actually happening. So. Um, For sure. I mean, I know specifically that you had mentioned to me before, I feel like, that you didn't really plan on us going back to Bartholomew's house. Oh, yes, exactly. After the gazebo incident. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And and for these episodes, you're you're I'm thinking about about time and wanting it to be fun um and let you guys have a true D&D experience, which is be able to go wherever you want and do whatever you want as part of the story, you know? How do I make this uh, uh, uh a fun thing, right? And so, um but yeah, that part had not expected that at all. And so <laughs> Um, that was fun to, to try and, and, and make that interesting and fun. I think you uh, did a good job because so. I did not, uh, I wouldn't have guessed that you didn't expect it simply by having like the Furbies and the house plants or whatever, like even show up at all. I, would have, <laughs> well, I, was, I, I guess he thought about this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the problem with listening back to it is I'm like, Oh, I, thought, I was like, I could have done something so much cooler. I was like the Furby could have attacked. And then like maybe a horde of beanie babies or something coming. Yeah. From I did think room more, or something more like more <laughs> toys were like all going to come to life and start attacking us or something. But in the moment I'm thinking, yeah. what is in a house? Oh, <laughs> like autumn decor. Like my mom had those, right? Like had like leave, leave, fake leaf vines that were everywhere in the autumn with the autumn colored leaves. And so that's what I like came up with on the spot was that. And then, and then when I was re-listening to the episode, I was like, beanie babies, <laughs> dang it. But <laughs> it would have been, but, yeah. I, you could have just used the rat horde stat block for like a horde of beanie babies too, you know? You right. Could. And I would have done that. Like if I would have thought like yeah. more toys, right. Or I, I could have thought more Furbies, I guess, but that wouldn't have made sense. The Beanie Baby thing would have been primed for like mom has a Beanie Baby collection, you know, or something oh, no. like that. Oh, Bartholomew, <laughs> your parents, Bartholomew's parents are the, is that couple that like were in court separating out their Beanie Baby exactly. collection? Oh, <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and speaking of speaking of Bart, it, that this came up when we were together the other day, and it was it cracked me up because he was like, he was like, you did my character dirty with that like underwear thing right in the beginning with him wetting his his uh or his uh his pants or whatever. Yeah. Now I will give you, in fairness to you, when we were playing and you asked like, do you need any clean underwear or whatever you asked him, right? I didn't mm-hmm. immediately jump to, oh, he peed his pants at some <laughs> right? point. Like I was just like, okay, it's just a mom being like checking to make sure her son is changing his underwear. That you and know? that was like <laughs> that was in my notes. It was uh, mom is changing is doing laundry right and calls up to him and so that's what i kind of went with and then that like i that's what i said and then he was like oh yeah i do mom and then like i kind of went from there and a funny little thing that wasn't prepared beforehand that he was a bedwetter or something you know well that all it it tied in well that because then when we referenced uh friday the 13th part two later in the episode or whatever, I mentioned the girl wetting the bed, which, like, in the moment when I said that, I was like, oh, why is that? It's just literally the only thing I can think of in the movie. 
uh, <laughs> was that scene for some reason, and then it just happened to I've totally forgotten that tied back perfectly to earlier. In the <laughs> to him. Yeah. And then it all worked out since we fought Jason, which I do have to ask myself, were we going to fight Jason all along, or did you decide like any the Jason or the Buffy fight after we'd already done part one, or was that already figured out, I guess, before we uh, the Jason anything. the I knew that there was a costume shop and mm-hmm. I wanted there to be an encounter in the costume shop. And so I was like, we're on earth when I'm, I'm never this, we may never do a session of D and D again where we're on earth. You know, maybe we do, maybe this becomes a good idea for next year or something. But, but uh, I was like, what are some classic like things that you guys could fight? Um, and like villains. And so initially I think it was like, Oh, I'll have them fight. Jason and Freddie and Mike Myers, Michael Myers as the Ooh. as like the the villains. Like that'll be it. And I was like, what's their motivation? I'm like thinking like, what is their motivation or whatever? <laughs> and then I'm like, well, what if they, you know, we keep talking about having him fight a player character. What if they had to fight a hero? You mm-hmm. know, and the hero is is someone who wants to stop everything. And I was like, oh, Buffy, that fits great. You know, and obviously it's on the uh, top of my mind because I know you love Buffy. And also because and then, like the pitch for this one shot was essentially Buffy's first Halloween episode. Like anyway, right. Oh yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for, for sure. Where, cause that's you, that the Buffy, they all turn into their costumes, right? Yeah, exactly. They get the yeah, powers from it. They get it from the same, like from a costume shop and anyone who bought them from that costume shop gets like cursed and turns into their costumes mm-hmm. and makes Buffy like helpless for an episode basically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that was, so, so I was like, okay, let's tone it down. But I was like, let's still, you know, it'll be fun to have them fight Jason, but wow, there's really not going to be enough time for them to have like the, the rest of this monster bash fight plus Jason plus Buffy all together. So I had to heavily nerf Jason, which made me sad, but also it was, it, it worked out for what we were doing because, you know, I want, you know, it'd be fun to have Jason be as powerful as he is in the movies, you know. And I think but. you made the right choice of which slasher killer to uh, use. Even though it is Halloween, I think that Jason is a more fun monster to fight than Michael Myers. Because, like, Jason is more of an actual monster. He's like a zombie, you know, mm-hmm. lake monster thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, that and Freddie needs his would need his own deal, right? Yeah, like he, and Freddie just like Freddie's like Freddy a child molester, like, so we really don't need to bring him in. To <laughs> is he really? The, oh no! Well, in the original <laughs> script, I think he was a child molester. Then in the movie, they change it to child murderer, which every single time you're watching the movie and they're like, "He was a child murderer," you're like, mm-hmm, "That's the line that was written." It's I'm not sure. like badly dubbed <laughs> over, like they no. say, like molester, like no, in no, it's words, not a dub like, thing. Murder. The cadence of it is just weird. You're like, I've never heard anybody talk about He's somebody a child being murderer. a child murderer getting off on a technicality <laughs> or whatever. It's like, gotcha. what? Uh, and then in the remake, I think they bring back a little bit of that uh, molester implication. It's not good either way. Don't murder or molest kids. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Neither <laughs> one is ideal. Uh, the uh, uh, Yeah, so... That was, it was, it was just fun. And also it was really, it was really fun. So, so like, uh, looking up different abilities for all these things, right. It would have been fun to really like fine tune and make all these like, like specific things all 
like purely created from my imagination, like what Michael Jackson zombie would be. But, I, but when I was starting with that, that was the first one I made. Um, I went on to D and D beyond. I was like, I'm typing in, in homebrew, Michael Jackson zombie. And like five things like popped up like immediately. I was like, Oh, that's so specific, but there it is. And like a bunch of different abilities I kind of patched together that some people had come up with. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, fun to see what other people create and the homebrew area is interesting because there's a lot that's like really even like half finished that people still like publish up there um Mm -hmm. but it's fun to to read and and look through all that stuff i fully agree i honestly spent not for this one but the one that next month's adventure uh i honestly spent way 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 too much time reading like homebrew stuff looking at magic (laughs) items it's very easy to get sucked into just reading all of the things people have made Um, yeah because i made a i made my own homebrew magic item for that next one i don't know if you did did i did not and i didn't even use the homebrew magic item that i spent hours and hours reading about but that's a spoiler for next one a spoiler that you won't see or hear about an item (laughs) yeah never know it last time you will ever hear about it forget about it (laughs) um uh you know we're talking a lot about the monster stuff but i gotta be honest kyle i think my favorite part of the one shot was when we were just human kids uh if i yeah that was a lot of fun um i yeah i wanted to spend i i yeah, for this one, it was I wanted to spend more time or a lot of time with just the the idea of trick or treating. I just thought that was a fun role play element, and it that was very fun for me to do the to do the trick or treating part. I agree. I think some of my favorite stuff in D anD D is whenever you can. I don't know, uh, like there's always combat, right? And there's always like the same mm-hmm. like general kind of puzzles or whatever. So it's always fun to get something completely different. Like going door to door trick or treating, doing haunted houses, you know, just all <laughs> fun flavor uh, for it. Um, and I really liked the weird candy system you had going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the trick or treating thing. Yeah, it, it was great because this is. Um, so I use uh, sometimes uh, in my tools. I use Chat GPT sometimes, uh, very like rarely for things that are like. Um, mostly things that I want to be a or surprise things where you're for like, me. uh, what's a Halloween one shot idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can you write all of them one shot <laughs> for me, please? No, uh, for this one, I was like, uh, uh for what I, literally it took me two seconds to make this. Uh, but I typed in with chat GBT, like, uh, give me a list of a hundred. I love the idea of rolling a D 100. It's just very fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, give me a list of a hundred really good houses to visit on on uh, Halloween, and then I did the same thing for give me a hundred different houses that are really like th- that are really disappointing and awful to to visit while trick or treating. And so I, I had two lists of of like great ones and then bad ones, and and uh, it was funny to just that. What's fun about doing it completely random? like that for me too is because i don't know what you guys are gonna roll and come up Mm -hmm. with either because i haven't read the lists and so it's really uh interesting for me to come up and and have you roll and it says like a a house that gives you a candy maker and i'm like on the spot like what the heck is a candy like (laughs) something that makes candy that doesn't make any sense and then try and come up with something on the spot with how that works or looks and you know it's uh so how did uh, the um 
sorry, you mentioned that you had a good list and a bad list, but we thought we had like four different types of streets, maybe, or whether there was good Correct. ones and bad ones and really yep. bad and like great or something, right? So how did that work? Yeah, so there were eight streets, mm -hmm. one that was the best street, so four good houses. When you'd go up there, everyone gotcha. would roll, and each one would be a, on the good list. Okay. Um, then there were two good streets that were three good houses, one bad, and then two that were okay, two good, two bad, gotcha. and then one good, three bad, and then Midnight Court, the worst, zero good houses, <laughs> all bad. And um, uh, So that's what I had, and I didn't, I just kind of, randomly chose you guys to roll and decided who was going to be the the good house or the bad house for that street as you guys were like rolling um and uh and and then yeah it was a, a it was kind of hard it's hard to come up with puzzles puzzles are so hard right and so this mm -hmm. one was like i'll have them roll a history check to see if they remember which streets were good and then that will, if they, if they remember some of the same streets, then that kind of sucks for them. Right. Cause then they don't know all the streets, um, which yeah. is what happened. You guys knew like four of the eight or something. And then kind of yeah, had to guess. Right. And, and we um, had to guess and we did spectacularly, obviously. Yeah. That. <laughs> um, and then I was able to like, you know, throw a few hints about you guys like coming into your abilities early, you know, like uh, Bartholomew having a little bit more dexterity on the on the ropes than he yeah. expected. Um, you Wanted, didn't want to enter oh, the house at one point without asking permission explicitly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that. Yeah. So that beginning part was all uh, a lot of it, it was it was very fun. It was, it was really fun to write this stuff. You know me, I love holiday stuff. Like in general, when we've worked on things before, like yes. the, the holiday stuff, we is both just enjoy like, the holiday themed things. I think <laughs> a lot for, uh, for sure. Um, um, Oh, you go. Take oh, another, uh, another, uh, uh, I was going to switch directions to a big question. We've gotten a couple, a couple times, which is what was up with Marianne's daughter? What was the deal with that? <laughs> And yeah, so. a good question, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. My here's here's my inference on Marianne's okay. daughter. Okay. okay, and on Marianne, which is that Marianne is obviously like secretly abusive and super hyper controlling parent, you know. And mm -hmm. I assume her daughter is just on like no contact terms with her uh, at this point for whatever things. She's done, and she's just diverting that blame onto the town is some of and what that I is, got and from it. That is correct. That is what I wanted to try to put out there, but was, I think, a little too subtle with it to, like, really, like, like to 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 make sure that was hammered in. You know, in the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, uh, someone's dad, I think Theo's dad, someone's someone's dad is like, uh, oh, is is. I heard Marianne's is, coming this year. First is my dad says something about it. Um, mm -hmm. And my mom's like, uh, what? I don't think so. And a similar thing happens with Theo's dad as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The intention was to make it a red herring that, oh, this is going to be the bad person. And then Marianne comes out and says, like, like, Basically, my daughter was weird and really wasn't accepted very well and maybe was bullied. Like, I didn't want to necessarily make it so, like, oh, your parents are the bad guys. Like, but, Yeah, that's, um, that's a little bit where I think – I think that's where maybe it becomes a bit confusing is the level of – the only thing I couldn't suss out really was – 
what level was the town actually cruel to Marianne's daughter, and what level was mm-hmm. it just Marianne is cruel to her daughter that makes her not right. want to come and back? And so here? Marianne has a line that says, uh, where she says, I tried to discipline her, and despite that, she won't come back here. She yes. won't talk to me. And to and and uh, she won't talk to me like specifically. And so I think, so that's the the picture of it and probably could have been made a little bit more obvious so that I didn't expect it to come back later. I was like, Oh, Marianne might be here. I was like, Oh crap. I didn't like actually make that, uh, uh, as, as, um, obvious as I wanted it to. Well, I, I'd be honest. I didn't, um, I never personally as someone playing thought Marianne was going to show up at any point in the, the town when I was playing, but I figured, uh, because Mav said at one point, um, he's like, my, my dad said she was coming or whatever. Um, but I thought maybe he was misremembering a bit because it was specifically like he thought maybe he heard she was coming, you know? like mm-hmm. So it wasn't like for sure, for sure that his dad yeah. said that, but also kid if logic. I could re- so it was like whatever, I just went with it. If I could rewrite something, I would have added something in there to make it more more obvious that like Marianne's daughter is just like out of the picture. Marianne blames everybody for that, for turning her into a quote unquote monster. Um, and, uh, and it not being Marianne's fault and, uh, and, and then Marianne taking it out on everybody. So that's the details there. And then I had some ideas of what Marianne's been up to, but those are secrets. You, that's, uh, that's oh. that can be left to the, the, uh, not Marianne, Marianne's daughter. Um, that could be left to the imagination on what what's going on with her, but um, but part of me uh, wishes we would have uh, gone to like Marianne's house and found like freaking torture basement or something, you know, like a horrible <laughs> right. discipline room, a chokey down there she had, you know, like and it could have been like, like a detail that I put in there too, like oh, like in the office, like there's a whole how to discipline your child with like a. <laughs> you know, giant paddle on the board cover of the book, you know, something like something small like that, that gives you a little bit more hint that, okay, Marianne was probably just a bad person. Yeah. But, um, Oh, I mean, it was pretty clear. She was a bad person, I guess, when she uh, used an evil demon (laughs) amulet to turn the town into monsters and withered away to dust. I thought that was pretty bad. (laughs) Nice prank. Good prank, Marianne. Ah, goodness gracious. Everyone loves sweet old Marianne, though. They never saw it coming. (laughs) Um, Was there any other questions that Mav had? Oh, I don't think so. Um, Okay, all right. I don't, uh, I don't. Uh, uh, Did we have any, we usually talk about specific favorite moments and stuff. I didn't know if we had that on the agenda today, even though we previously said we had no agenda on this podcast. The, uh, say that again. Our favorite Wait. moments and such. Oh, we favorite moments. Oh, about yes. Is, favorite is, moments. Yeah. Um, we've mentioned a lot of things that were a favorite moment of mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be, I wanted to, just because we were just talking about her withering away to dust and cutting her hand, it's going to sound like I'm an asshole mentioning my own thing that I did as a favorite moment right away, <laughs> but... I forgot about it when I was editing, but I laughed really hard when Marianne uh, cuts her hand like in the middle of her big speech. And Corey's just like, <laughs> Corey's like yeah, woo. <laughs> Can't great. read the room at all. <laughs> just, <I know>. All right. 
Um, yeah, I like the. Uh, so I, I will say that um, my part of listening, my favorite part of listening to it was, uh, I was very surprised with the audio editing of the of the of the of the, of the megaphone sound effect that caught me off guard, and uh, I loved it as soon as like the. Wednesday Adams said like, are you guys ready to party? And then you added that effect on to it. I was like, whoa, that was cool. And um, so that was a, that was cool. That was one of my favorite parts of listening to it was hearing, because you didn't tell me you're doing that. It's cool. Yeah, I didn't. I, well, this was, this was probably my least favorite one to edit just because I was like, if I can be honest, uh, I was, I felt like I was up against the wire to release it on time just due to my own kind of procrastination and our trip that we took. <laughs> Um, and it also was one that just had like a lot of problems in the production yeah. uh, when we were recording. We had a lot of, un- we lost audio for the first half of the episode. Uh, so I had to use the discord video call recording, which is not ideal. And it took a while, uh, in the actual editing process to make it sound okay to me, like the audio quality, because, uh, part of using the discord audio meant that. It was the OBS settings that I had on when I was recording it was that my mic was like three or four decibels louder than everybody else uh, mm. in OBS because I had my like stream yeah. background audio settings on. Um, and so I had to like compress the audio down and that made it sound way too bassy for my voice. Like every, it may, And so then I had to cut EQ it a bunch and try to expanding it and all kinds of crap that I don't really know what I'm doing with. Uh, so it just took a while to make it sound okay. Um, and then having it feel like I was crunched up against the wire, I was not enjoying the editing process, but, uh, I did enjoy that one part of it. I will say, cause I, I when <laughs> I was listening to it while I was editing that part, I didn't know what to do for like music on in between like the band and Marianne's speech. I didn't, I had no idea what kind of background music to put on it. So I just like had it blank and it sounded weird that way. So I originally mm-hmm. only put the echo on for the mayor uh, just because I needed it to like not sound boring or like dead to my ears when I was listening through that part again. Uh, and then I was like, well, I can't just put it on him. I got to put it on everybody who talks into the microphone then, I guess. And <laughs> it ended up just working out really well for Marianne, especially. I think it added a lot of sinisterness to her. It did. Yeah, it was. uh it's good. It's uh, yeah, it was great. It was the effort was appreciated. So I'm glad. Was, uh, Hopefully, people. I also that's the loudest I've ever made the music. I think in an episode is Marianne's speech. Um, I feel like that's the hardest part figuring out the loudness because it's so different if you listen in like headphones versus listening like on a laptop versus on like a phone. Different like medium, like different yeah. speaker types. It's yeah. like, am I drowning out the the music? And then like, oh, if I listen to it on this, then I can't hear it. And so very it's much is like, the case. Uh, but that part, I, I for that part specifically, I wanted it to get louder just for like the sinisterness. Like I was like, people need to hear it there. But um, I really liked one other thing that I did, which was just while remixing the song, because obviously that's not like a song that you know mm-hmm. we had written for the thing or whatever, but. I had it like looping the one part and then I waited until the transformation to like have the bass drop come in like on the loop <laughs> part or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's the good it's stuff in so the headphones. Good. 
Um, Ooh, uh, favorite. So one, one thing that's a favorite thing for me is actually like seeing what you guys come up with for your characters. Mm -hmm. And so for this one, that was interesting. It was like, Oh, flip through the monster manual. And, and that was a hard thing to realize, like how to balance it too. I was like, uh, CR 10 start there or whatever. And then like, it was kind of wildly different what you guys wanted to play, which is fine. Just had to figure out how to like balance, like balance abilities and stuff. But, um, it's always fun to hear to like see what you guys come up with and what you want to do like for for thala how he played his were tiger as like just a cat like yes <laughs> you know like and uh wanda like screaming and summoning the rats on accident i love that that dis that idea that she had to do that that was so fun and then and then he was like i pounce on the rats like i yes. have to, i i have to <laughs> like i have to pounce on these rats I love too that he does it. That he, I love that he got like the perfect world to just obliterate them and squash them on the bounce. You know, they're just gone <laughs> right away. Uh, yeah, I was gonna shout out the rats too as one of my favorite things because I love that Wanda like could have summoned wolves, you know, or something, <laughs> yeah. but instead it was just rats that yeah. came flying in. Yeah. And, oh uh, man, picking a monster a was really hard. By the way, I think it was. For me, at least, because I was like, I has to, I have to have, find a way to make, has to be an interesting monster to play, kind of, right? Something that has some sort of personality baked in that can then link back to the character. Your char yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which was difficult to come up with anything until just landing on the easy, he likes to burn stuff, he's into the devil options. Mm -hmm. And the, the, it was a fun group because it was like a vampire and a horned devil which are the horned devils, very D and D monster type to me, you mm -hmm. know, it just, it feels like classic dungeons and dragons and then a were tiger and then the bag man, like the bag man, <laughs> Mav describing every, everything that he did with such like horrific, horrific detail was, was magnificent. Like this yeah. giant weird bag thing. Cause, cause he, <laughs> when we were creating characters, he's like, I'm going to be the bag man. And it was like, What's the bag man? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're all like, yeah, it's like, it's like, like, it was like, <laughs> our brief was like, okay, we're going to like make monsters from the monster manual. We'll be like kids who are into D and T. And then Mav just comes in with bag man. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right away. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to wear a, just, I'm going to wear a, like a paper bag on it. Like, cause I forgot my, my costume and then I'll turn into the bag man. And like, and it's such a cool, like monster and character, like the, the, the the bag bag man lives in bags of holding and can come out of any bag like it's uh, uh it was it was fun and i and he put so much detail in all of his abilities and everything and it was uh i really uh, liked great. uh with him uh like try the very first thing i tried to like talk telepathically into his mind or whatever and then he had that ability where it was like trying to be in his trying to read his mind or whatever mm, like yeah. triggered mm -hmm. me having to make a save or something I was yes like, oh, that was awesome that's good too. and then even the even like their characters like him and his stepsister's relationship with like their like parents like that's such an interesting like dynamic to bring to a group too and then and then putting in some fun easter eggs in their names which was um, actually think you, you, I think you have them available, I have it, which like, is, yeah, yeah his, he said that the dad's name was Billy Mansfield, uh, who is a serial killer. And then <laughs> <laughs> Wanda's mom was Teresa Sackler cause her name was Wanda Sackler blood. Uh, but, uh, 
Teresa Sackler was a member of the Sackler family that enriched itself off of the addiction, deterioration, and death of millions of Americans on life-destroying Oxycontin. So, or great Oxycontin. That's what that's what he has written. I don't know the proper drug names. Oxycontin. Yeah. Okay. With a, yeah, with an N. I think Oxycontin is the uh, the drug name, but like the brand name. Okay. But, gotcha. Uh, bad, bad people, I guess, essentially. My character's name was just uh, Cliff Burton from Metallica, uh, his last name, and then <laughs> Corey, because Corey, I looked up a list of 90s kids' names and picked one that sounded like he would burn stuff. <laughs> I think Ashley Hannigan was the only, like, one that I had a, a specific, uh, uh, thing for that was, like, a specific, um, uh, Easter egg. Probably mm-hmm. another one because that's what I take. I just do that all the time, but I, that's the only one that comes to, comes to mind. I so. don't know if I guess we don't know if Bartholomew had anything like that. Although just names and Bartholomew, I did love the running bit of him constantly. <laughs> yeah, people, people are calling me Thala these days. <laughs> yeah, Thala. <laughs> It's the lamest possible nickname that he came up with, and I love it. Like, yeah. if people called you Thala, that's so much dorkier than just being Bartholomew. It's so damn. It sucks. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> well, uh, any any other thoughts about the monster, the monster bash? Um, uh, I, I don't, don't think believe I so. Other than uh, the biggest waste of time I think ever in my life will be that I did make the episode video flash white for like two frames when you say there's a flash of light and a sound of thunder, <laughs> as if anyone <laughs> is watching this three-hour-long video and is like, "Oh, nice, you got that flash in there." <laughs> they will now. They will now. They'll know it. You just had to. To let everybody know. That that <laughs> yeah, I did. All the people who will only hear this on the podcast feed because we don't post them in the video feed. <laughs> oh, I know one of my favorite moments. It was when Thala uh, kicked one of the trolls in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was good. We're like, that oh, he's looking good. around for parents to see it. To yeah, we all thought he was going to tattle or something. <laughs> and then he just... <laughs> They were good. They didn't come up later. I wondered if uh, if you guys would maybe look for them, um, but they were going to be flavored as they were like D and D trolls, right? Oh. But they were dressed as these like '90s trolls, so they would have been like troll looking, um, but with uh, purple and, and green hair or whatever, red and whatever their hair was. Um, yeah, because they were like the naked troll dolls is what they were dressed. I got as. you. I got you now. But. Um, uh, I like uh, that bite yeah. because it was, uh, I was saying at our last D&D thing we played, it's like the only time the charger feed has ever been useful because it's, you have to use <laughs> your dash action in, in order to do like a time, you have to use your dash and bonus like action all in one thing to do with like the world's most minor amount of damage. But <laughs> because it's a fixed amount of damage, it's worth it when you're level one characters that can't do any damage because they're barbarians with like a one in strength. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out. Um, okay, cool. I think that, I think that wraps it up. I think that wraps up the monster bash. I think so. uh, It's done. Yep. I just finished wrapping it up. Tease the next month. What's the next month? Tease it. The name of the adventure. Cloudy with a chance of fireballs. Fireballs. Who knew? 
Yes, yes. it's great. And we have a, a another guest DM, which is ah. awesome. I get to play as a as a player character. I get yes. to play as a as a as a gif, a big hippo person. Hell yeah. I get to be a tiefling. And it's not just any guest DM, it's our DM. It so sure is. Our actual DM yeah. we play with. So. The IRL DM. And yeah. uh, Ryan is joining us to do that. And that'll be, um, that was a whole lot of fun and a, a, a great, unique, another uh, a, a unique setting as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I guess we could, it's just a, like a steampunk version of yeah, Faerun. Yeah, like, like a, a steampunk skyship adventure. Yeah, and it's uh, a few hundred years in the future, I think, from like the typical age that is being the, the typical like D&D time frame that people typically play in. This is like hundreds of years after where it's more um, steampunk more industrial. And stuff, so. yeah. Industrial is a good word. So that was a whole lot of fun. And, I agree. Um, and I really, I'm excited to dive into that one next month, Kyle, on the chaser. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, that that uh, that takes care of it for, for this month's chaser episode. Um, follow us on TikTok and Instagram and join our Discord. And uh, uh, yeah, thanks for to Zazar for the artwork. And uh, basically, that's, that's about it. So uh, we'll see you next time then at the Tall Tale Tavern. It's our, see ya.